0: Welcome into episode ninety-one of the Get Around Podcast. Oh my God, it's so sad already. <laughs> we have a full room. You don't, you can't see the room, but it's full. I, I promise. Full <laughs> house. I'm your host, <laughs> Brad Summers. I can't al- see it. And are you going to introduce me,
1: us right or left? Uh, and, al-
0: and alongside me for the first time in its entirety, the, the group of James Cook, Brendan Queeley, Harrison Beebe. And Jake Atnip, we've got... How many is that? I can't count. Is that, four, is that five? Okay. Between us, we <laughs> probably have
1: 300 and to 400 episodes.
2: We're like the I worst boy band <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> we're very experienced. You want to talk about audio
3: experience. It's right here. It's the first ever man-man. But you guys do match with your plaid. Hey, we're all different colors. Yeah? We have a blue forever plaid. plaid. It's, it's a plaid. great
1: show. Check it out. Brown
3: plaid. I don't know technically that that's We also
1: plaid. haven't been together <laughs> in like, what, two weeks since we helped Brett move? So... Which is awkwardly a good transition to the start of this podcast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's awkward. The get around brought to you by. Did I you read
1: your column? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If uh, if people have not uh, already found out by reading my column or just me telling you at some point over the last week, this is my last podcast. I'm sure I'll have a couple of bylines over the course of this week, uh, but Friday is my last day at the Record Eagle. I hope you'll still be doing work for this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But before I, you know, as my predecessor, the Podfather Brendan did before me, I will bequeath this
4: loving show to you. (laughs) Are you? uh, Do you have any senioritis? Do you feel it, or do you still have the? No, I'm still. The mighty
0: fire inside you. To. I mean, if if that fire wasn't burning, Brendan taking. Six eight hours to edit this podcast when it's done. Probably isn't something I'd be too interested in.
1: <laughs> He's probably a kid too. He's the opposite of senior. As he probably wants to be held back so he can write a few more articles.
0: Oh, maybe that's it. Or
1: my theory, you're just following Tobin Schwaniki to Grand Valley so you can keep up with his life. But
0: I am not going to Grand Valley. No, no. But
4: uh, where where are you going? Are you sure you want to know? I've never. I don't, I don't even know. Why are you <laughs> this going? This is then? the first I'm hearing of this, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, way to drop I definitely, the bomb. You definitely didn't confide in me that you were leaving and then, you know, expect me to keep that secret. And then I went on and. You told. failed.
0: You told Harrison.
4: <laughs> on one. I didn't tell anybody.
0: On one ro- you. romantic evening on the beaches of Pentwater. Yes. <laughs> we were actually eating breakfast. I think your mom no. made pancakes and <laughs> I heard the truth. And I could
1: not finish the breakfast comfortably.
0: Yeah, it was an accident, right? You, uh, you, just, you were actually talking about the get around. Yeah, we're talking I about the podcast. And that dominates it, everybody's
4: brain. That was like soon it's going to be the uh, the Get Around with uh, Jake Atnip. and Harrison choked on his pancake. Yeah, we both <laughs>
1: Harrison and I both shuddered. We shuddered and had, had to call the ambulance. <laughs> Revive me.
3: Yeah, a forty minute thought, ambulance Jake, ride.
0: Jake, oh. <laughs> almost five years in the books. It would have been in the mid October, but before we get there, I'm headed to Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Only going to be a little over an hour from uh, my my family, my wife's family. So it'd be a great thing for us. And uh, the badges. And, yeah, well, and the badgers will be really close because, yeah, we'll be.
3: That's really why we, you're. We're moving. not
0: technically in Madison. It's uh, Sun Prairie, but uh, it's a suburb of Madison, like, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes from the stadium. but um, Brett's going back to his college days. Well, probably. Yeah, you're going to get season. Probably not. <laughs> Uh, not well. Maybe next year. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'd prefer to get a job writing. About yeah, that too. Writing about maybe you get a job at the stadium selling season tickets. <laughs> I'd prefer to get a job writing about the team or uh, just a job. You could be to the janitor from
1: Rudy that sneaks the walk-ons mm. onto the team and lets them sleep in the locker room. You could do that job. And then you can clap <laughs> slowly <laughs> with that look on
5: your face. What
0: yeah. oh. uh, <clears throat> happens? Yeah, the move was prompted by a job opportunity that my wife Callan got, uh, so that's a little different than the last two moves that we've made since college, which were for my work. So Yeah, stop being so little, selfish, uh, Brett. Yeah, it's, a, it's Unbelievable. a little weird not to have something uh, lined up already, but I'm trying to get in touch with a lot of people at the moment, and hopefully something will come of it, and if wow, not, that's really specific. Yeah, you know, I'm it's... trying
4: to get in touch with a lot of people at the moment, yep. and hopefully something well, what will What do you happen. want me to do?
0: i you want me to name drop all the people that nobody listening to this podcast is going to know and say if this is who I'm, I'm talking to right now? You're gonna... With
3: the manager at Walmart, the <laughs> <laughs> ship shoppers, a couple taxi yeah, it drivers. It like you're just going to sell
1: some organs on the internet or something. I
3: don't know. <laughs> these are blood. strong don't. organs.
4: I yeah, work okay. out every day. <laughs> Donate blood. Donate some blood. Do yeah. type of the supplements I've spent on these organs? <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Plasm- I I, think plasma. Plasma. I hear you get good money for plasma.
3: It's
0: like fifty bucks. A In Wisconsin, it yeah. is not yeah. good money.
3: No, fifty bucks a week is not that good. Well, no, money, you can go twice a week, but it's fifty bucks a session, and like you, I, I did it one time when I was younger, felt and like, you feel like I've given blood a hundred times. You get so a cookie fine. though, right? So that's like but if you give cents. plasma, you feel like <laughs>
0: crap. I have also been working on. Uh, getting certified as a personal trainer in the meantime. As yeah, I, you're in terrible as shape. As, as I try to chase down that that writing dream of doing college or pro sports. So, yeah, I'm not totally without options, hopefully. Maybe so you that, could
1: just
3: be a baby daddy.
0: You got two kids. I could,
1: but... He's not
3: allowed. I've already told him that. Daddy daycare. <laughs> He's not allowed. Nope. Dad, daddy
4: daddy weight stay, care. Are you going to be a stay-at-home dad for a little bit? Yeah, for a little bit. Callan's the
0: one slinging the bacon, so... Slinging the bacon. <laughs> it's not Canadian. Well, now you know
3: where I'm going, why we're all here, because... None of us know where you're going or what you're doing. Yeah, I just told you. None of that was concrete. You said you were in Madison, and then you weren't in Madison. Then you were outside of Madison, and then you were an hour from your parents. Which is it, Brett? All of them. <laughs> Bridges of Madison County? <laughs> But Harrison and Brendan wanted to be here
0: <laughs> for my last podcast. I was I'm just going to ignore you from now
4: on. I was asked to be here.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure you brought it up.
4: I did I, solicit myself. It's possible
0: that I did that? Okay, you can leave.
4: Talking into the mic. You want to go write your education story? Don't you have a meeting to cover? I, I'm writing about a $4 million donation to the Interlochen Center for the Arts. Wow. So okay. That's a sizable gift. I'll take one of those, too. I'll i could yeah, use, anybody, I, I use anybody,
0: anybody, a sizable gift. Anybody out there wants to just, you know, Give me flip, four flip me $4 million, $4 million. I Just want to
3: start a GoFundMe and see what happens? Yeah. I'll start an art center. Go fund Brett. I'll just be the one doing all the art. But throughout the rest of this
0: show, we're going to talk a little bit of football action from week one. Yeah, stuff happened. We got got sports back. Uh, I'm going to jump in here and rescue us from, I don't know, whatever it is we're doing. Uh, I know Brendan's super excited about talking sports.
4: Who's the sponsor of this lovely podcast? I was
0: going to get there after I get through the rundown, Brendan.
4: Mm, Okay.
0: We are going to welcome Tiffy, in a guest a little subway. bit later in the show. It is not, so I don't know if we're legally allowed to mention the competition in it's this. So, Jersey Mike's. Firehouse subs? I wish. Firehouse? <laughs> we will have uh, a guest joining us in studio later in this episode Glenn Lakes, Finn, Finn, Finn Hogan, a wide receiver for the Lakers. F. Hogan. He uh, scored a touchdown in their opening season win, so we'll welcome him in for a conversation. And then we have our usual segments with the usual suspects after the...
4: Kevin Spacey's going to be here. <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino. PCO Del Toro. James got it. Al Pacino's not in the usual suspects. That's, <laughs> oh. that's Gabriel Byrne. I, I lost it. I had no Steven idea Stephen Baldwin.
3: Baldwin. Are we sure Brad
0: Pitt's Kevin not Kevin James has an F tweet of the week lined up for us. Uh, we've got our... Latest Hall of Fame class into the Get Around Hall of Fame, and then Kaiser. Sosa. and then I, I think we're sort of doing a trifecta. What's the would be a quinfecta, quintfecta? Uh, except I think it's just going to end up being a roast of me. Yeah, we're, we're, you should have come up
3: with a pun for this one. So we'll go with that. I'm sure. Bro- why did you Why did you look
0: at James for a pun on that? Midsummer. Because
3: I needed a bad pun on. Brett's he always comes name for the up the with a bad
0: joke. He'll, yeah. I'm. I have faith in him.
1: Well, summer vacation comes to an end. Brett <laughs> Summer's time
0: comes to an end. See, that's not even bad enough. That's not. (laughs) I try to make it a little eloquent. But this episode, episode 91 of the Get Around, brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. All right, we can only get so far with the time that we have, but being we're coming off of week one of the high school football season, wanted to do a little bit of a brief recap of some of the stuff that went down, and uh, we're going to start off with a little game called Remain Calm or Panic. And, uh, you know, some interesting... Results from week one, a little bit like overreaction. Not an overreaction, but easier to say.
4: Do we have like a panic alarm that we could like... There's your panic button. <laughs> Boy, the
0: hell was this that? like a panic room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off in the NFC Leaders Division, Elk Rapids and Charlevoix. Week one, the Raiders... Get a forty to twenty six victory over Elk Rapids. This question in particular pertains to the Elks who uh, come in with some pretty high expectations, despite three uh, head coaches over the course of the off season, seven and three the last two seasons, is a loss to Charlevoix. Uh, in that opening week is that that time for panic or remain calm James
2: Yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in full on panic I mean with all the with all the coaching changes that they had in the off season I imagine some hiccups are probably inevitable um, I mean it's got to be concerning of, of course but They
4: could just drink a big glass of water and get rid of those hiccups no problem maybe. Standing upside down on one leg Scare each other Probably maybe Yeah probably maybe I don't think there's any
3: reason to panic It's no? it's week 1 I mean, yeah, I'm not On sure. The road. So
4: all of these you're going to say no reason to panic? Probably. Yeah, maybe.
3: pretty close. But, no, I mean, Char- Charlotte Boyd coming in, they, I mean, Elk Rapids went down early in that game. They fought their way back a bit, weren't able to do anything. I mean, I, I, like you said, I think just the beginning of the season with a lot of changes happening, it's going to be kind of tough to kind of shore in and make that all happen week one. I don't think it's time to panic for them.
0: Yeah, Gordy LaFontaine still put up some pretty decent numbers, so I guess I'm not certain I would be too worried about the offense. Uh, maybe worried about the defense only because, you know, the last couple of years Charlevoix has had a tough time. Um, you know, maybe, obviously we haven't seen this team play yet. Maybe they're much improved. Uh, but I, I would not have expected Elk Rapids to give up 40 to Charlevoix in Week 1, but I guess...
1: Well, maybe that's a nod to Charlevoix having an upswing yeah. that they've been waiting for the past several years, so maybe it's not so much a panic for Elk Rapids as a, let's get really excited if we're Time a Charlevoix, Charlevoix Raiders fan because we haven't had a successful football team in a few years now, so maybe that signifies more on that end of the spectrum. Yeah,
2: and Alan Ritter is probably one of the better running backs that we mm-hmm.
1: have. Cole back. Wright's a very experienced quarterback. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they got a great scoreboard up there.
0: Oh, that does wonders. Traverse City Central and Traverse City West are going to get paired together in this next one. Uh, Central lost a close game uh, to DeWitt at Thurlby Field, 31-26. And West lost a rain-delayed affair that didn't end until about 1.30 in the morning in Midland. Uh, they lost that game 28-20. to Are they are both those teams riding in the same boat? Are they both either not panicking or remaining calm, or is one you know, are we
4: opposite sides of the fence with these two teams through week one? I was just wondering when the last time it was that both Traverse City Central and West lost in week one. When was the last time that happened, James? I'm gonna look at you, Mr. Historian. It
2: probably hasn't been that as long as you think.
4: Yeah. Oh, really? It's probably as recent. I know it like hasn't been the last
2: years ago. I, I
0: know it hasn't at least been the last couple because yeah. I know Central has uh, opened the last two or three seasons against Bay City Western, which has kind of always been up. a bit of a bloodbath.
4: Yeah, I gotta look it up now.
0: Uh,
1: I think uh, in West's case. You're playing a game on the road and finishing at 1:30. Hey, how long will those guys in the range like that's it was not well even over two hours. that's not even a football game. Now maybe they weren't supposed to lose to Midland. I don't know how good the Chemiks are supposed to be this year, but it, you can't even really classify that as a real game. It almost seems like kind of a half and half scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it goes on your record. But I mean, you were at a game a few years ago when Central played that one o'clock game that finished at Thurlby, and I mean that just and they lost that game right, so that had to kind of throw them for a loop in a sense of just.
0: Yeah, Portage Central, yeah, I believe that, that was it.
1: Was. Yeah, So, I mean, it, it's a weird experience like that. And for Central's case, I'm not going to try and defend all our teams up here, but, I mean, DeWitt's a state semifinalist program, so if you're picking winners of that game ahead of time, Central was probably supposed to lose that game, and who knows if it was supposed to be as close as it was. I know they obviously have ambitions of getting those wins at home in week one, but uh, I'm sure they picked up a lot that they can use down the road to make them a better team in this overall season.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on this one, Harrison. Particularly from the standpoint of Traverse City Central, because, I mean, from the outside looking in, there's nothing but questions about this Trojan team. I mean, virtually every single player who has been a big time leader for Central the last two or three years is gone. Trey Searle steps in as the most experienced, best player for that offense, and he had a, a really great game against DeWitt, but. Uh, We're not sure, or we weren't sure, what else they were going to have. You know, you have Peyton Smith, uh, quarterback, transferring him in from Ithaca. What's he going to do with the offense, Uh, which Central doesn't look like they changed it a whole lot uh, from the last three years under Schwanke. Super fast-paced, no huddle, run as many plays as you can. You know, they ran Smith, uh, not to the effectiveness that Schwanke usually had, but in in similar circumstances, and he still threw the ball uh, quite a few times. If anything, for me, the way that game started, I think a lot of Central's unproven or untested players really showed themselves well because uh game starts off with turnovers on the first three possessions. DeWitt starts all three of those possessions inside the Traverse City Central 36, and Central's defense only gave up three points. You know, Then it was basically just kind of back and forth the the rest of the game. I think it was tied at 10, tied at 17, uh, and then even when De- DeWitt got a little bit of a, a lead there late in the game, I believe 31-20, to 20, uh, Central still showed some of the same resiliency that has been the calling card uh, of Eric Sugar's team since he took over Central, now this now being his fifth season, and drove right down the field, scored with a minute to go, uh, tried to get the onside kick, I mean looking like they believed the entire time that even though down 11 with two minutes to go that they could win that game. and. So that I think that bodes well for them over the course of the Big North Conference schedule and uh, maybe not going to be the easiest season to get six wins, but I think they showed enough against DeWitt that if they find a little more consistency, execute a little better, that they
4: can, they can probably get there. 2013, by the way, was the last time. And in fact, all three Traverse City football teams, including St. Francis, lost in Week 1 of 2013. Thank
0: you for that beautiful, beautiful segue because St. Francis did not lose in Week one this year, and they ended up with a 31 17 win over Marquette. And this has been this has become a bit of a game that I guess has become an every year thing on the schedule, it seems like last three, whether you know, yeah, or, whether we're home we're or away, it's been game one or two. And it sort of felt like St. Francis has really punished the Redmen uh, in all those previous contests. This one, while they were in control throughout. 31-17 at least feels like a ball game on paper. James, you were there for the whole thing. Uh, what sort of reaction, if not panicking or being calm, should St. Francis take away from, from this type of a result?
2: Um, and, you know, with, with all the change that they had, I mean, essentially losing every starter on defense, every full-time starter on defense. You know, Andy Simas started part of the season. And then every starter but Colin Endres at quarterback on offense. You know, I I don't think that they're they're licking their wounds at all. That they only beat a Class A team by two touchdowns, and Marquette scored one of those touchdowns at the very end of the game. So it was essentially thirty-one to ten. St. Francis left some points out there because they fumbled a couple of times, um, but
3: uh, so I, I don't think that they're they're hurting too much. You need to panic, really quickly. You need to panic. They what? didn't score fifty points in their opener. There's something wrong. The the one thing the, the <laughs> one thing funny. that probably does worry them. did play like
2: Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> The one thing that probably does worry worry them coming out of that game is their pass defense. Um, Marquette was able to to put a lot of games um, up through the air, and you know next week Glenn Lake's
0: going to do the same thing, and they got bigger receivers too. Um, but to be fair, that sophomore quarterback for Marquette seems to be be a pretty talented kid. Yeah, uh, he was. I mean, he was. It's not like they were You know, letting some kid who never throws the ball just. Heave it down the field
4: for True. Is and they have and they week? have pretty decent ties. St. Francis yeah. Glen Lake that's yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Oh man. <clears throat> that is we're at thirty or Thirlby. Thirlby one o'clock. Nice. Catch your yeah. pass? I don't, I'm just gonna take Brett's. <laughs> we look exactly alike. You do. Take his long right. hair pass.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Throw yours forward. But the, the
2: the thing with Saint Francis though is that they just they don't have a whole lot of size in the secondary. Um, the Their coverage was actually pretty tight on a lot of those throws, but that quarterback from Marquette was just putting stuff right on the money, and Marquette's receivers were three or four inches taller than, than St. Francis' defensive backs. I don't think
3: there's a reason to panic for St. Francis. I mean, they have this game each year, and, I mean, all five times they've won in a pretty good fashion. This may have been the closest out of the last five, but as you said, I mean, I, I don't think the culture is going to change around there, and I feel like there's only only a way to go up from here. I feel like the team itself may look at it as not exactly what they wanted to do uh, against Marquette, but if they, I, th- I feel like if they get a chance against, against Glen Lake this week to kind of show that they do still have that power, they'll take advantage of it and uh, kind of move up from there.
0: All right, last one. Panic and remain calm, the Frankfurt Panthers, who lost 20-3 to to Everett in week one. I think it
1: depends on how you look at Frankfurt's upcoming season. You could look at it through the sound of a, a noise like that where there's something to worry about. Like there's a chemical leak at a nuclear plant. Um, you, you could also look at it as they're a young team, they're a small team, they've got a new head coach. Wins are not going to come easy for them this year. Even an experienced Frankfurt team was 5-5 five and five a year ago. So I, it, this might be a situation where a playoff streak does not continue this year, but at the same time they're not necessarily panicking about that. So as far as expectations year in and year out for Frankfurt, yeah, it's not looking as great as it usually is. But at the same time, I think those guys, team, coaches, even the fans, probably know kind of exactly what's going on here, and they'll take it on a week-by-week basis.
0: Yeah, I was going to say or qualify this as maybe more panic on the outside than the inside of the program. I, I, I get the sense that, um, you know, most within the program kind of knew this wasn't going to be the 11-1 and or 10-2 and type teams that they had just a couple years ago. And to their credit, Evert has won eight straight Week 1 uh, matchups, but that is a uh, you know, tough one to swallow for Frankfurt, I think, just in the uh, – Respect that they only scored three points in a regular season game. That's the fewest that they've had in a, a regular season game since, I think, 2015 when they only scored six against Glen Lake in an opener. But as Harrison mentioned, you know, new coach. That
1: 2015 team was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. <coughs> they they it pushed was. Muskegon Catholic to the limit in that regional.
0: They did. Um, you're shaking your head because you can't believe he can, you can remember that. Yeah, I don't... <coughs> I,
1: that's a big one, me, Tessa, and Dobrowski <coughs> on the sidelines. C Dabs. C Dabs. T lights.
0: And, and Maddie Stapes.
5: Are you gonna finish your <laughs> thought?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Um, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as Harrison said, new coach, young team, small team. They definitely have some things uh, to figure out, but I do think that you know, as compared to its usual expectations, this, this could be a little bit of a. A
3: panic a, of a, a
0: panic from the outside.
1: Down, uh,
0: lower uh, expectation year, but I think they're
3: more than more than game to play it that way. I don't they kinda I, have to. I just don't know that Frankfurt has low expectations at any point. Yeah. That that's the thing for me. I think it's a I I didn't say low expectations. Well, no, you just said I lower. said lower. Yeah, so I yeah. I don't think that from well, I low
1: expectations, you know, they're going for 3 wins. No, they're still going for the playoffs, but, but they so, know this as Brett mentioned, this
3: isn't going to be one of those. So hit the panic seasons. button. That's exactly what we're talking about. Some trades they now? Sit, Trade for if, prospects? If no, if they're sitting and expecting playoffs like they do, I, I know a lot of the fan base does. <laughs> From, from the outside and, I mean, from the inside, I'm not saying that, you know, Coach Schindler has to hit the panic button because I don't think you can do that after your first week or your first game as a head coach at a, new, at a school, but when you, they only have 15 guys on their varsity roster. They have 14 guys on their JV roster. That means if two people get hurt on either one of those teams... Ha- the JV they have- goes away. Yes, terrible. JV goes away and has to come up to varsity, which is just even more ex- inexperienced but players. But Charlevoix doesn't have a JV team, and they're doing just fine. Well, th- well, this is my point, is that Frankfurt is still stretching for a JV and a varsity team. Those those JV kids don't have varsity experience at this exact point, so four games into the season, if that has to happen, it's just gonna. I feel like it might just make things a bit worse trying to meld kids in Mid-season and trying to make things work. Oh, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying that, that you have to expect them to make the playoffs. I mean, like we talked about it, and I'm, I mean, even when I talked to them over at Frankfurt, they knew it was going to be a bit of a down year. But, you know, Coach Schindler told me that was a big game for them to set home tone for the season. And going out and putting up three points, I mean, you got a returning quarterback in Jack Stefanski. you got some guys who have played varsity football before. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to blow up the season, but there was if, you're w- talk- if you're talking about Frankfurt expectations or if you're talking about people out in Frankfurt, I think they might be panicking a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if you're Ed you Schindler, you know, you want to start your era. Yeah, after Stapleton of 22 with the winning, years. With a winning season, at least. And, and you know, and if you have a season where you go 1-8 or 2-7 or something like that, that's not going to help things.
3: Which hasn't happened in a really long time. That's <laughs> Will somebody clean that mess up?
0: <laughs> Thank you to our uh, tech guy <laughs> slash audio engineer, Brendan Quealy, over there with the
4: sound uh, effects. That's, that's all I have to offer. It's something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a lot,
2: but yeah,
1: you're it was right. There's just something like Lake and St. Francis <laughs> played this week? Whoa. Yeah, that was that was my I contribution. I expected you to go to a
2: uh, Mr. Burns reference.
1: With the, the I, said, I said the
0: nuclear get, plant. Get Simpson on it. Hey, excellent. It's well, a game that we will no doubt be talking about—well, not me, these
5: guys—a
0: <laughs> game that will no doubt be talked about on this podcast next week is Are Saturday's Saturday's clash uh, of area frontrunners, Glen Lake and Saint Francis. That's Saturday uh, at Thurlby Field at one p.m. Uh, hopefully, we got that time right. Brett, Brett,
4: you coming back for a Patriot game? I am not. I will not be here. For I am enough. not coming back here. Well, ever. you skipped it like two years I'll be back ago. Here go th- hunting third so. weekend in October.
0: Third weekend in October. So be here. Oh, and I still need to ask Harrison if I can crash his place.
3: For what are you going to be? There's here also
1: for? three other people in the room. If that I'm a man
3: cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. ah. <laughs> as if all of us don't live in the area. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Brett, you can totally crash me.
3: Thanks.
1: Is the couch big enough for you?
0: Well, Callan will be here too, so we need room for two. <laughs> put him in the Jake room. <laughs> but you already said We'll yes, put
1: so. put Callan in my place, uh, you in Jake's place, uh the
0: kids at James no, the Place kids aren't and the dogs coming. at Brendan's kids place. Kids aren't coming, dogs aren't coming. Ah. Sweet I'm off the hook. <laughs> but the what? podcast will undoubtedly
3: mention the Saint
0: Francis Glen Lake game.
3: I'm gonna purposely omit that now next week, just so oh, we well, can you? just so we can hold it against you forever.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a sound plan.
4: Yeah. Undoubtedly? I think you threw a... Uh, I, did I, I say it wrong? Undoubtedly? Yeah. I think you said un, undoubtedly, Undoubtedly, and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's a undoubtedly. word. Undoubtedly, thank yeah. you. Suppos- uh, supposedly. Doubted. doubt it. Irregardless. Irregardless.
0: <laughs> but to preview that matchup a little bit, uh, get to know him some, talk about week one, we have Glen Lake receiver Finn Hogan in the Get Around Podcast studio. Uh, he sat down with us earlier on Tuesday. And uh, let's go ahead and give that a listen now. I'm excited to welcome in Glen Lake wide receiver Finn Hogan to the Get Around Podcast for episode number 91. Finn had two catches in week one's victory. A 26-7 win over Millington, including a touchdown. And the Lakers traveled to Thirlby Field on Saturday to take on St. Francis Finn, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate the time.
5: No problem. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: One thing that I want to ask you right away uh, to, I guess, get people uh, who are unfamiliar with who you are or who the Lakers are, uh, something that Coach Jerry Angers actually mentioned to me in the offseason this year was he he told me, and I can't remember the context of the conversation why it was coming up. Maybe it was during the basketball uh, season. But he told me that you uh, were one of – the best receivers that he's ever had come through his program. What when you hear that kind of praise from your head coach, what you know, what does that mean to you? What does that make you think of?
5: It's big for me. He's had such a big role in my whole like high school career, my life in general. He's been a neighbor, like really close friend of my family. So to hear that from him is really big and it just it makes me want to work harder and, you know, prove him and like prove everyone that I can do that.
0: So why is that? What what makes you such a, a good downfield target?
5: Uh, my size, uh, last year I was a little smaller, but this year I've really grown quite a bit. I'm like 6'4, 190 now, so I feel like my size is huge and my speed's pretty good, and I've always been able to jump pretty high. So I feel like if you can find me, I'll, I'll go grab it.
0: I feel like there must be something in the water in Glen Lake because every time we bring somebody in here, it's like, oh yeah, I'm like three inches taller than six months ago. <laughs> I, need, I need to get some of that. So, you guys, uh, start off the season, uh, with that 26 to 7 victory. How did that game match up with expectations? Because week one, everybody kind of thinks they know where they're at, but until you play that game, you're really not sure. So how how did it stack up?
5: I think it went pretty well. I mean, of course, there's things you got to work on, and things don't always go 100 percent as planned. But overall, I think we came out well. It's a really big win. Start off the year with like a team like Millington with such a good record, like, in the past and everything. To, ha- like, take them down in week one is really big for us. And, of course, this thing's work working. But I think it went pretty well for first week game.
2: What are some of those things you guys – look at back at the tape and, and think that we got to work on this?
5: Uh, line up, you know, like defensively, if we're in the right position, coach is putting us in the right spot, we just got to make sure we're there and we're doing the right thing. So, of course, we'll go back and look at that and say, oh, maybe if we like moved over, take a gap over or something like that. It's just big help, and that's going to be the difference between a first down and a touchdown or six-yard gain and 12-yard gain. What has the offseason
0: like been to this point uh, for, for your team as far as a five and five record last year, and wanting to be better than that because you guys have been better than that. What's the, what's been driving you, motivating you, carrying you into, you know, what you obviously hope is a, a postseason run.
5: Yeah, it definitely didn't end quite the way we wanted to last year. Five and five lost first round playoffs, so. And our seniors this year have been really big. Ben Kroll, John Wright, been pushing everyone. It's like every day we get a text, hey, boys, let's focus up today in practice. Let's make sure we're watching film and everything. So even during basketball season, those guys are like, hey, let's get in the weight room. Let's make sure we're doing those little things in the off season, so that when we get into the season, we're ready to go and we're going fast.
2: We were talking about after the game against Millington, We were I asked you about St. Francis, and uh, and you got them coming up on Saturday. Um, and... Uh, you guys refer to them, you guys don't tell them in St. Francis, what do you guys call
5: them? We call them the blue team.
2: <laughs> Where did that start?
5: Uh, Coach brought it up, It kind he didn't even tell us really, he just started referring to Millington as the red team. So he just started kind of going red team, red team, and then whenever blue team would come up we'd, we'd kind of figure it out. And then he told us it was kind of like Ohio State does it with Michigan, it's the team up north. So yeah, mm-hmm. we just refer to them as blue team. So yeah.
0: Does that mean it's going to be something that you do with all your opponents, or just these first couple of teams, or what's the?
5: I think it's become a new thing. I think it's going to stick, and we're going to start doing that with everyone. It's going to be our little little thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Because
5: like
2: Boyne City, it says does the same thing with Traverse City Saint Francis. Yeah. They yeah. won't call them Saint Francis. Everybody
0: just says Traverse City.
5: Yep, we're doing that too. Sticking to blue.
0: <laughs> what is that rivalry like? I mean, it seems like every year this matchup comes about, and it. I mean, rightfully so, it gets really hyped up, um, but St. Francis has had the better end of it uh, for quite a few years. What you know, what what's the rivalry like? How do you get over the hump and, and put you guys on the winning side?
5: Yeah, the rivalry is big. I mean, to people maybe outside of those kind of com- like the St. Francis community and like our community, it may seem just like a regular game. But to like us, it's always been like a big battle, and our schools have always been like gone head to head at that. So yeah, I yeah we haven't quite they've gotten the best of us the last couple years. So, I mean, just staying that like this is like this is what we prepare for this game. This is like what we've been preparing for and everything like that. So, it's just preparation and it, yeah, the hype is huge. So it's all gets a little nerve wracking, but Coach tries to keep us like mellowed out and stay focused on everything.
0: So I'm sure Coach probably won't like me asking you to project out a little bit, but uh, Millington week one, Saint Francis week two. If you're able to get through the second week and you're two and O. What do wins over two programs of that caliber tell you about what you guys can accomplish this season?
5: It's huge, especially with the first two games of the year and kicking it off with like two big ones. So I mean, it gives us a lot of motiva- uh, motivation, and it'll propel us farther into the league until we hit those like more big games, like the Kingsley game, which of course, which will will be a really big one for the league and. Yeah, so it's big having those two under our belts, and the confidence gets high, but we're going to try not to get our heads too big. But, yeah, it's really big for us.
2: How big is that, playing a a St. Francis game on the road on Saturday afternoon? I mean, I think a couple years ago when you played them at the playoffs, it was also on the road on a Saturday afternoon.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's you're coming in, you're down fourteen, the crowd, you know, it's their home crowd, they're against you, right? They're cheering for them. So coming in you gotta just keep your head straight and make sure you're ready to go. It's gonna be crazy. It's a one o'clock game. There's not any other high school football games going on around the area. So I bet the stay in, stands will be pretty packed up. So you just gotta stay keep our heads straight and stay focused on what's ahead of us
0: the players always like to they like to say that we got to stay focused we have to think about the task at hand how do you stay focused what what gets you into that zone before a big game like that or if you have like a routine or superstition for every game? I mean, what gets you locked in on game day?
5: Yeah, we usually watch, like, big hype videos as a team. Like, it'll be, like, college hit, biggest hits, and everyone will be, like, going crazy when, like, someone gets, like, knocked over and we're all going nuts. And then the coach will come in, we'll start going over stuff, and then we'll he'll leave us as a team. We we'll usually turn out the lights and we'll turn up some music really loud. And usually we all just sit there with our helmets on and we just kind of think to ourselves, and it's just, like, getting that mindset of, like, it's time to go. It's time to get the job done. So
0: what when you're thinking in that moment, when you're thinking to yourselves, what what are you thinking, what are you telling yourself, what are you picturing about what's to come when the light comes back in when you guys open up the locker room door?
5: For me, I always think about, like, hey, you got, you're going to be fine. Like, I've had bad injuries in the past, so I've always been superstitious about all that kind of stuff. So, like, I'm always like, hey, you're good. You got to stay healthy. You're going to be fine. And then I think about, like, a game plan. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do on this? Like, how am I going like, to beat my defender and do different stuff like that?
0: So beat the defender, a uh, little bit different defensive secondary for St. Francis this year. I don't know what you've seen in film from them. Obviously, uh, you know we talked about Marquette put some pretty big uh, numbers, even though you know, losing effort. Do you, you see some things there that you can take advantage of on the on the perimeter that you know hopefully works works out well for you?
5: Yeah, I think there's I, a coach is seeing a lot of opportunities and they're giving us different plays that they want us to focus on during the week. So yeah, I think we're all set. Everyone on the team, Scott. I think we got a lot of opportunities to make these big plays happen.
0: You mentioned earlier, uh, I got away from it for a second, but you mentioned earlier um, your jumping ability. And I think I... I think it was your pre district game against Mancelona in basketball, right? You you were able to come off the bench and threw down a dunk. Is am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first was that your first dunk in real live game action or no?
5: No, that was my tenth. Uh, oh, geez. I I got <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got moved up the varsity probably like I'm trying to think four games before that. So JV wise, I had. I had a few on there. Okay,
0: but was it your first varsity, Don?
5: That was my first. I missed one against the Kingsley game, which was kind of embarrassing, but that was all good. But, yeah, it was a good redemption one. That was my first varsity.
0: Okay, so how do you go about using those hops on the football field, you know, with uh, your quarterback, Reese Hazleton? Do you sort of purposely tell him to, you, you know, let you go get a ball, throw it up high for you, or... I mean, how do you try to implement implement that strength into your game?
5: Yeah, he's aware. We're both we talk. He's like, hey, if I'm I'm confident in you, and like, if I throw that ball up there, you'll go get it. And he's well aware that we're we've grown up together. We've got like good connections. So yeah, he's he knows what he's doing. He's got me.
2: <laughs> is it easier to see the ball coming out of the hand of a six foot seven quarterback? <laughs>
5: Honestly, I see it the whole way. I'm like, there it is. Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> oh, um. So, I mean, is that the – as a receiver, is that the most fun play you can think of being able to go up over the top of a DB to bring a ball down, or what's the – if you had to draw up a play, how it would end in the end zone? How how would you how would you choose it to be?
5: That's definitely one of the, like you watch the NFL games and those big guys go up and they snag one and they come down like two toes in the back corner of the end zone. Everyone's going crazy. So that yeah, that's probably that's probably one of my favorite plays to run.
0: You guys work on the one handed falling backwards Odell in practice once in a while.
5: Coach doesn't really like it, but sometimes <laughs> we sneak some in after <laughs> practice. You know,
0: uh, that doesn't surprise me that Jerry wouldn't. At least, at least, uh, outwardly wouldn't want that going on in practice. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I mean, he's he's he he drives you guys pretty hard. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's on you guys from everything during the game to even before and and after and you know how he act off the field and everything like that. I I remember during the the scrimmage, he made one of your guys players go up and apologize to one of the referees for swearing on the field.
5: Yeah, yeah. I love Coach Angers. He's like, just how he does everything and how he approaches games and everything and how he just deals with players and issues on the field. It's I I think it's great.
0: Uh, so I, I want to, you, you said that he was a neighbor of yours. Like, how close of a neighbor are we talking and for how many
5: years? Uh, he just moved out of the house, so... Uh, probably fifteen years, and probably like two hundred yards down the road, something like that.
0: Okay, so, I mean, was he? Has he been like recruiting you out for football since yeah. you were a little kid? Or? He wanted me
5: to be a quarterback when I was like third grade, and then I just kind of got away from that and I ended up just flying over to the wide receiver position. So he's been just hanging me with there.
0: But now the most important question is: you you lived within two hundred yards of him for fifteen years. Have you ever seen him not wearing a pair of shorts?
5: No. Yeah, not <laughs> not even, once in nah, fifteen years. No, he has Does he page own
0: page. a pair of jeans?
5: I don't believe so. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: James, this would be a good time to bring up that text message that he sent you. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't. Did you text Coach Angers first, James, or did he text you about something?
2: No, he just. I, so I put up a before your guys' game on on Thursday. I put up a poll saying that it was you know it was raining a little bit, so it was a percentage <laughs> chance that Jerry would be wearing would be wearing pants, and the options were 1%, 0%, and 10%. <laughs> <laughs> which won the won the poll or whatever.
0: 10% and, won?
2: Yeah. And then after the game, he must have seen the tweet then. He texted me after the game, and he said he thought it was funny and everything like that. But then the next day... <laughs> On Friday afternoon he texted me and said, Are you covering any football games tonight? Just checking to see if I should go ahead <laughs> or see if I should go and do I need to wear pants? <laughs> 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 With a little crying face emoji. Smiley face emoji. <laughs>
0: what is Coach Anger's personality like? Because we just talked about, you know, how much he pushes you guys and the expectations, but he also seems like a pretty fun guy. Like how, how does he how does he balance that and how does how does that sort of um, I guess, endear you guys to him as far as, you know, really loving and wanting to play for your coach?
5: Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up looking up to him. He's always been, like, a big mentor in my life. And, yeah, no, it's huge. He's, I, he's an amazing guy. He's always there to support us and get on us when we need to get on. But then, like, if we need help or we need someone to bring us up, he's always there, and he's super funny. And it's good. He's a teacher at school, so if we ever have questions or we need help with something, he's definitely a guy you can go to and he's there to help and listen to you.
0: So good enough sense of humor that you guys can pick on him once in a while.
5: Oh, we get him sometimes. Okay, so what? So what's the what's the go to uh, joke? He always wants to do one on ones in practice, you know. So like, and it's like constant every day. So we always just run up to him whenever we're starting to drill, and we're like, "Coach, one on ones, one on ones, coach, let's go, let's go, let's go." He always starts laughing at us about that and stuff.
0: Anybody ever goad him into taking part in the drills himself? Nah, he ain't getting in there. <laughs> Let's shift the conversation to learn a little bit more about you. I did notice that when I contacted you on Instagram, your your handle is Phineas, so that's your full, complete first name? Yep,
5: Phineas. Okay, yep.
0: so what's the, what was the reason that your your parents chose that for you? Where does it come from?
5: It's from a book. I couldn't tell you the exact name. I always I always forget it. But yeah, it's from a book, and it's spelled, instead of P-H, it's an F, so it's F-I-N-E-A-S. So yeah, they liked it, and they said, let's go with it. But they just call me Finn usually.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, we've we in, within our coverage area, you know, there's a a Finn here or there. But as far as you know, when you interact or come across another Finn, are you usually the only Phineas?
5: Yeah, yeah, my fr- my close friends would call me Phineas. But we actually had a uh, couple kids at our school that you were Finn. But now they've all kind of moved out, so it's just me over at Gun Lake right now.
0: You like having a unique name like that?
5: I do, yeah. Some of my teachers will be like, Phineas, what are you doing? I'm like, ah. Uh, you know. So, yeah, it's cool. It's easy to hear and everything like that. So I like it, yeah.
0: It's distinctive.
5: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: So what? what drives you off the field or when you need a second away from football, if there is a second away from football or basketball, what do you like to do?
5: I hang out with my friends. We play video games, just do like regular teenager stuff. We go over to each other's house. We watch football games, play a Madden against each other, you know, and then we'll wrestle, just do regular, you know, teenage things.
0: So who was the first one to have the the new copy of Madden 20?
5: Jackson Choak beat me, so he's got it right now. So we head over to his house, and we'll have tournaments over there usually.
0: So when you say beat you, you mean he beat you to buying the game or he beat you in the game?
5: Both. (laughs) <laughs> Both. I'm not too good
0: how, ba- how bad did he beat you by?
5: Uh, like 50 to 7 Something like that Worse than Middleton. Oh yeah
0: So what's the uh, Is he the best He the best Madden player On the team? Yeah
5: Jackson's definitely Got everyone to beat As far Reese will say he's better But he's not better
0: <laughs> Uh. So is Madden the game of choice then, or what else do you guys like to game? Yeah,
5: Madden. Fortnite was a big one, so that kind of died out. So, yeah, Madden's pretty big right now. Then NBA, the, uh, NBA 2K20 is coming out soon, so everyone's starting to get hyped up about that one.
0: You a little better at 2K than Madden? I'm not good
5: at anything. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, they all just rip up and they're like, you stink, Finn. I'm like, geez, guys, thanks.
0: I'm working on my hops while yeah, you guys exactly. are video Yeah, games. you guys
5: go playing down there. I'll go play in the gym. <laughs>
0: Do you and Reese have a bet
2: as to who's gonna have more dunks next season?
5: We had one this year. I don't I don't even think I can't even remember how many he had, but yeah, it'll definitely come up again. So what's the wager then? I don't know. Or if it was up
0: to you, uh, what would be the wager be? I mean how
5: confident are you that you win that one? I'm I feel confident. I'm confident. I don't know. I'd probably just be like twenty bucks or something. But he's gonna get. It. He'll be like, "Oh no, let's do something crazy." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." Dinner at Arts or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> get some jalapeno soup.
0: Who's the athlete that you look up to or admire or model your game after?
5: Uh, I grew up being a Packers fan, so right. my dad's named after an old receiver that used to play there. So. What's your dad's name? Maxwell is his first name. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Jordy Nelson was always a big one, receiver for Packers. He just retired. But, yeah, I always I used to have a fat hat of him in my room, and that was, like, who I wanted to be. I'd always, like, picture myself being, like, Jordy Nelson in the yard when I was younger and catching footballs and stuff. Back shoulder. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so is your dad named after Max McGee, or who is he named after? Uh,
5: I couldn't tell you his last. It's Maxwell something.
0: Okay. Time for the Freaky Fast Five, a nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. And, uh, Finn, these would just be a few... Uh, Pretty easy, but fun questions uh, to finish off this conversation. Uh, you play fantasy football? I do, yes. What, if anything, uh, are the rewards for winner and or uh, I guess the bad stuff for the loser?
5: We got ten dollar buy in with uh, the team right now, and winner gets uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, if it's all like divided up, and then loser gets a max level spray tan, which I'm not hundred percent sure how we're all going to figure that one out yet, but.
0: So, so who's in your league that you want to see have to get a max? Level I spray?
5: want Jackson Chauk to get a max level spray tan, really bad.
2: <laughs> Who else was all in the league?
5: Uh Matt, him, Reese. Uh, there's some other guys on the team, but I mean, like him or Reese would be really funny. That'd be just Reese. You could freaking find Reese him. You could find him in too. anywhere. Gosh, he'd be sticking out. Yeah, during basketball. Exactly. Season. <laughs> That's
0: when you uh you slip the uh, Reese. You know, I respect your game, but that's when you slide the guy at the tan- tanning studio an extra 20 to turn the, yeah. the orange a up, little, up, little, up little higher. <laughs> song that best describes your life?
5: I like a big song we've been doing for football this year is We Ready. So that, I like that one. It's kind of like getting ready for everything, sporting events and stuff like that. So I, I like that one. That's probably one.
0: All right, you're a, a circus performer. You can have any job at the circus. What's the job?
5: I wanna do with the like be the elephant guy, like who conducts like the elephants that like kinda like go around and like pick things up with the trunks and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: Nice. You're handcuffed to one person for an entire day. <sighs> who and why?
5: Oh that's really tough. Um I think I would go Justin Bonzolette. Cause we get along pretty good. And he's smaller than me. Yeah, that's probably that'd probably be it.
0: So that means you get to you get to decide where you guys go. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Get to win a tug of war. Yeah. And last one, the scariest thing you've done but that you had fun doing. Um that's good.
5: Uh scariest. Jumping off the Black Rocks up in Marquette, that was pretty scary. We like ran, dove off, and we did like gainers off of it, which is pretty scary. But it ended up I didn't land on my back or anything, so it was pretty cool. It was fun.
0: Was that just this last summer, or when did you do that?
5: Yeah, a couple summers ago. I think yeah, two summers ago.
0: So, and did you need any convincing or? Uh,
5: a little on? bit. I kind of peeked my head over, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just ran up and dove off.
0: Were you the first one to go?
5: Out of the family, I was the first. Yes.
0: Awesome. All right, Finn, it was a pleasure having you in the studio. We appreciate you taking the time and uh, good luck on Saturday against St. Francis.
5: Thank you, thank you.
0: Another big thank you to Glen Lake wide receiver, Finn Hogan, for joining episode 91 of the Get Around. And that conversation brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky yeah. I was going to
3: read those better than you? I don't know, that's a really good question. You know, I always think that that means somebody's entire shift at Jimmy John's is spent just slicing and baking fresh things every day.
1: Or maybe somebody just slices and somebody bakes. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's dedication to a fresh out. sandwich. Yeah. One thing all they time. have 800 people there every day, so it shouldn't be that hard.
2: Yeah, they do. They have
1: like a ton of people there. 400 no, slicers, 400 bakers. Never
3: been. I have no problem with that 45-second sandwich. It's not a lie. F-Tweet of the Week, gentlemen. James has it ready.
0: And uh, it's a reminder to our wonderful Audible viewers. Tweet! <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> tweet more. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, words over here. we select a tweet from someone locally tweeting about sports, an athlete, a coach. A fan, sometimes it's not about sports. A fan, yeah. Sometimes it's, that's true. Not about sports. Did you do like a
3: Marvel one, Avenger one, one? We we've been Did reaching. We, here. I don't know. As long as they're somewhat affiliated with somebody, in we're the just looking for some good This sports. is like
0: the third show of this. Some good
1: get around since content.
0: May so. Well, we've had more than that, Harrison. Just because you haven't been on it every week. But uh, it, I believe James found uh, a very proud mother with something to share on Twitter this past week. So I'm gonna am gonna let James take this one away. Yeah, we got the uh, John. Jesus. We've got, we've got Jesus.
4: <laughs> oh my
2: God. That's basically how he. Can't wait till he signs the big He's blue board. in Bible. <laughs> Uh, no,
4: Shauna Sheehy, God damn. It. <laughs> Shauna buttery flaky Shh. crust. It's not even that hard of a name. James. No, I know. That's spelled she- weird, though. Shauna Sheehy. Toy boat. That's the that's the toughest one. Toy boat. Toy boat. To toy boat. To toy, toy Yeah, I can't do like, when, it,
1: when it comes to Evart. 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 Evart.
4: Evart. Evart. No, I can do like rubber <laughs> baby buggy bumpers. I can't do toy boat. Toy Boat,
3: Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy,
4: yeah, toy like, Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat. Yeah, <laughs> you're like,
1: purposely, you're like, thinking of your tongue. Well, yeah, that's how you speak. Keep that tongue down. Toy Boat,
3: Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat. It gets worse and worse as you go. Oh, you, maybe buggy, rubber. If you toy toy do it the more and more you do it, you sound more and more youperish. Toy Boat, Toy
4: Boat, Toy Boat. Torvald, 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 Torvald. So, F tweet of the week from a mom? Mom tweet. A oh. mom tweet of the week. Yep. <laughs> All right, James, take it away with Shauna Sheehy. Shauna Sheehy. I got it right
2: this time. For the <laughs> Could you use it in that sentence? It, Wasn't that your it, first time? Well, according, uh, as far as these people know, it was my first try- time trying to get that name right. What do you mean, these people? Uh, our audible viewers. I mean, use the correct terminology. And now we have it. The correct incorrect terminology. Uh, But she tweeted out, uh, this is after Damon Sheehy-Guseppe, who uh, is Traverse City St. Francis grad, who was with Cleveland Browns, kind of became a viral sensation. I still don't get how he
1: didn't play football at St. Francis, yet he almost pulled this off.
0: That makes it even more incredible, right? It's a long story.
1: Oh, he played Madden. I guess that counts.
2: He played Juco ball. He walked onto a team in junior college. But yeah. Well, I knew he did that. Anyways, to anyway, his mother after he was uh, um, released from the Cleveland Browns, um, she posted and said, As a mom, I'm not sure what I did to deserve such amazing sons, but dames made me bawl my eyes out when I read this. And it's a screenshot of a uh, an Instagram post where uh, he had said, Mom, I swear I put my heart into that. I promise you. I know I got a lot of work to do. We're going to win one day. I promise I'm going to retire you.
4: No, it's incredibly oh, yeah. sweet. Like, that's uh goosebumps right there just uh you reading that one James and I'm being serious I'm not joking here that's actually a very like emotional and touching thing for a son to do the mother son relationship as someone who is a son and has a mother uh really is uh, I know it's Today? tough to believe uh it's it, you know it's it's one of those very uh, special relationships and uh yeah that's uh it's a hell of a thing for a guy like that to do to to recognize Uh, I'm sure the sacrifices that his mother made. Yeah, definitely a driven young
0: man. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the highlight clips of the punt return for touchdown that he had in the preseason that kind of brought the internet to its knees, um, that coming after sort of word of how he got to the Browns in the first place, try to check that out. We tried to uh, get in touch with him to do a story of our own, and I'm just going to throw the Browns under the bus and say that they were unhelpful. Um, Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. but uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're too busy for you now. They're they're going to be in the Super Bowl, yeah, no the, problem. Yeah,
0: we, uh, we reached out to them a few times trying to get an interview granted, although he could probably do an interview now, um, you know, until he signs with somebody else. He, then he doesn't have to go through the media department. Uh, so, Jake, you know what your next story is, or James? just Google Damon Sheehy Browns and you'll find a lot of cool stuff that you can look at um <laughs> I don't have a good transition today, so I'm just going to say, here comes the
4: Get Around Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> here it comes! I've, and if you needed a signal that Brett has given up, there it is right there. It's like, I uh, hey, didn't really put this show together. Hey, so far, oh, we've had some, there's been some really good transitions today. That's, that's true. That's the
1: first, one, first from time a we a had Hall, Hall of Fame story to the Get Around Hall of Fame. Oh, wow,
4: Harrison just killed it. I like that. His job is all about segues, though. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. Riding them. <laughs> writing them. Deciphering Sometimes them. writing them while riding them.
1: <laughs> Whatever
4: happened to those things? Anyway? I saw a bunch in Chicago this weekend. There was like. Do they Segways instead no, of bikes No, I was driving down uh, Lakeshore Drive and there were just a bunch of people. It must have been a Segway tour. Can you I, back I this up? Imagine. Was this real? He was. I don't know. I do you think that. he was in any state of mind to be able to recognize? He would have s- seen a person on a Segway and thought it was some sort nice of bike. Some, some sort of robot. So you want to steal? Go ahead. That steal guy's mine.
3: It's got the fanciest That's robot That's my gift ever. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have vacuum clean That All robot There's a person on it.
0: With five of us in the room today, we have five candidates for the Get Around Hall of Fame. That might be a first, maybe.
5: Probably, Probably. So, uh, uh, nah, the most, nah, nah. most it's competitive
0: possible. week ever.
1: It's possible. Maybe uh, I'm just gonna vote for you. Just
4: yeah, we're putting Brett in the Get Around Hall of vo- Fame. Oh yeah, and we can we'll have him sign the board because <laughs> he'll never be here again. Right until October. You gonna come on the podcast in October? <laughs> sure.
0: You are not. Well, it would have to be recorded earlier. You or... could be the we'll guest interview him. That week. Oh go. my gosh. <laughs> It's all come full in so.
1: my ba- in the Jake room.
0: Since he put up this performance of the game that I attended, uh, I'll throw his name out there. And uh, despite the loss for Central, uh, mentioned Trey Searles' performance against DeWitt, eight catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Um, definitely the uh, biggest weapon for Central out on the field, and uh, definitely want to get his uh, name in the hat for this class of a Hall of Fame, James. I've got to put up uh,
2: Forest Area quarterback Chase Ingersoll. Uh, he ran 25 times for 307 yards and five touchdowns. It was 9 of 14 passing for another 107 yards and three touchdowns. So eight TDs in one game in a pretty high-scoring game against Brethren with a, that they won 64-44. to 44.
0: Brendan? Brett, who am I putting up? You're going to put up? Andre Massey from Leland. All right, tell me all about him. What did he do? <laughs> he had four goals and a six to two win over Cadillac. He's got my vote unbelievable.
3: <laughs> <laughs> over, over a Cadillac team that was the only loss for Leland last year. Dominated him six to two. Could have beat him by himself. I like it. Harry?
1: I've got St. Mary's rusher Christopher Kosholniak. Seven carries, 142 rush yards, three touchdowns. For a Gaylord-St. Mary team, that was probably spreading the love quite a bit. 82-6, to the final score against Manistee Catholic, but they were up 74 nothing at the half,
0: I believe. 74 nothing. yep.
1: So all that damage with a running clock in the second half or even in the first quarter probably at that rate. But, uh, yeah, Kosholniak, my nomination.
3: All right, I'm going to put up Traverse City Christians, Emma Mirabelli. Volleyball player, uh, helped them win the Bear Lake tournament this past weekend. And went ahead. and had fourteen aces, forty-seven kills, four blocks, and two digs in that tournament. I believe it was a three-game tour- three-game tournament. So forty-seven kills is quite a bit in just three games.
0: All right, I think I've got to cast my vote for Mr. Ingersoll over in Forest Area. After that, that, that uh, Jalen Hurts-esque performance.
3: He did better than Jalen Hurts. Don't
0: don't well, don't you dare dis well, Ingersoll. Hey, more touchdowns, fewer yards, but he also had interceptions. To be fair, Jalen
1: Hurts just joined his team.
4: Jalen Hurts had six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How many did eight? Eight. Ingersoll had eight. Yeah. yeah. Man, I was not paying attention eight earlier Grosol. when you when, Chase Ingersoll. I vote Ingersoll. Was that James? James say that? Yes. James put him up. Yeah. Oh, I That's can't. why
3: you weren't listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> vote for hear Ingersoll.
4: Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, vote, I'll vote for uh, for Chase Ingersoll as well.
3: That's three. We need one more for majority. All
4: right. Well, three is a
3: majority of five. Oh,
0: yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's the uh, I'll make we- it four. weekly math gaffe Chase by uh, Jake Atnip, brought to you by Jimmy John's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, half of a decade, right? The weekly the math j- gaff, brought to you by Sylvan Learning
0: Center. I still don't get that. Congratulations, Chase. You are the latest member inducted into the Get Around Podcast Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And uh, that class brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, they're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies, because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, freaky yeah. Fork yeah.
4: Did all three of you do it at the same time? <laughs>
0: oh.
4: <laughs> when our freak powers combined. I
2: was trying to hold in a laugh, and I mess up his... <laughs> Is a
0: read. All right, time for the trifecta or the roast roast of the roast of Barry Arturo. Brett Somers. Is that how is that how you read it? If I didn't tell you, it was Summers. Yes, everybody. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. No, I would have said
4: Summers. Like a. I mean, yes. I'm sure
1: (laughs) your relatives did not mean
0: to have your family lineage be Somers. Well, I just most people that I. If I haven't met them before and they say my name, they get it right. It's actually more uncommon, the people that say it's summer. So I just was curious what the... Oh, I would have guessed summer. It's summers. Summertime.
3: <laughs> Summertime. And the living LBC. is not easy. So what, we're going with our favorite moments? I thought it was there's the obviously there's obviously I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was a roast. There's obviously none. Nobody's saying anything.
4: I guess. All right. Already, Who's known him the used, longest? I, James. I, I'm, I'm upset. I, I, I already used my best roast of Brett off mic, and now if I is say it, it, is, it out loud... it will be fake good. laughs. I don't yeah, remember it what it is. Yeah, I might like, laugh again. For, <laughs> for, our, for our
2: audience's sake, maybe.
4: Huh? Oh, just that he looks like... the. Well, I mean, not currently, but Brett, if you saw him before, he was kind enough to shave his head and donate his so locks. Before, before Brendan met me in person. Yes, but I did see you uh, on social media before I saw before you. I was here, uh, did, did my research on everyone I was going to work with, and uh, yeah, I mean, I saw your, uh, whatever it was, your, your column mug, the mug shot that you're using, and I went, man, he looks like the illegitimate child of Shrek, but <laughs> see, when I said it the first time, off mic... Got a lot of good laughs. This time, everyone's like, "That's just mean, Brendan. Why? How? how you, you're gonna <laughs> you're go not after? You're gonna that. go after someone's appearance? I mean, it's it's just too. I easy. mean, if we're, if we're gonna talk about
3: appearance, how many times I have described Brett as the Hulk-looking guy to coaches or people? Like, oh yeah, one of us will be out there. Just look for the Hulk-looking guy. <laughs> I actually tell people that over the phone, and it seems to work pretty well. The incredible I, book.
4: I, I will say this: my favorite Brett moment. Uh, I wasn't there for it, unfortunately. I wish that I was. I really wish that I was. Uh, was, well, uh, he has some tremendous <laughs> haunches. Yeah, some recta. big thighs. Just a big old ass. Booty, 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 yeah. booty. And rocking uh, <laughs> he told me the story of being at, I think it was at, was at Thoroughby, and you reached down to get your backpack, and he split his <laughs> pants in two. Split his britches? Yep. And, uh, oh, man, that was... And uh, basically he walked around with his backpack over his ass. Hanging really low. Hanging really low so <laughs> nobody could see that he just had completely split it right down the crack. And uh, that, hands down, <laughs> is my favorite professional Barry Ar- Arturo what moment. What game
0: was that?
4: Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. A, Patriot some, game. Some central game. Oh, that would be great. And you you had uh, bad luck with your backpack, though, because you also left it on the bus. At, That's right. No, no, he left it he left it. I I had 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 it it. sitting
0: on the sideline post-game at Thoroughby, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go pick it up when I'm done with interviews. Well, somebody from the team thought it was a team bag and picked it up and loaded it on the bus. And that was also the same night that... Did God, I get, that was a I got night. dropped off at Thurlby or something no, I, like that. I, I or drove I you there. Or I didn't have my keys. I or drove
3: something? you there. Yeah. I drove you to Thurlby, so, so th- both of us on deadline had to drive from Thurlby over to TC Central and, to yep. pick up his bag and get back to the office. And this was already the Patriot game. That was the Patriot it game, was right? The, yeah. yeah, so the night was already late, already overwhelmed. And here we are, scrambling through the city trying to find photos, because all of Brett's photos can't be taken off of a camera. <laughs>
1: Button. Well, I thought back in the backside conversation, I thought you were going to bring up how a couple of the ladies in the office here a used couple, to claim all
4: of them. All of them. Everybody still <laughs> talks about his ass.
1: There were legit at one point there was a power rankings for booties in the office and Sounds apparently Brett, Brett Booty Somers was number 1. So <laughs> what?
4: No, yes, every every wo- you can ask any woman that has worked with Brett. <laughs> Uh, you can ask. Any ask. job. You can ask. You can, you can ask, ask them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he's, it's like he's uh, smuggling a couple of Christmas hams. Do you know how many times I've commented on the size of your ass while we're at work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Why? Because who the hell does not need to wear a belt because their ass is so big?
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, is that like a problem when you go to like clothing stores and try
4: it's on like, pants? Well, I mean, it's like a question mark. Like, if you look at him from the side, <laughs> it's like a question mark. His his ass sticks he's, out like he's that. He's like an Instagram <laughs> model.
1: <laughs> Just letting everybody know what's up. Well, I was going to say, too, I, I couldn't help but notice, like, ever since you lost all the hair on top purposely... Although it's been three years, I don't know where it is. But, um, like, yeah, why can't you
4: find you, your hair? You've
1: thickened <laughs> it up. You've given yourself the evil, like, bad guy in a Russian spy movie beard <laughs> to, like, overcompensate for the fact that you don't have hair on the top of your head. I'm just glad that it's that and not, you know, the
0: homeless guy in the corner look. No,
1: yeah, not not yet. Maybe, no, so maybe, maybe in Wisconsin.
0: Dynasty, yeah. Um, no, so actually, the plan with this right now, because I don't really remember when I started growing it out this last time to begin with. I mean, it's definitely been several months since I've done, like, a full-on shave or something like that, but uh gonna just, you know, try to sort of keep it in line, but let it keep growing throughout the uh strongman competition that I'm coming back for in October. Does that add points? So we'll see. No, it doesn't, but... Because um, they keep turning it me away, and point? I figured that was why. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he isn't, a, he no, isn't but, a man, he's a strong boy. So
0: then, I think after that, I'll probably... uh I don't know. I won't shave it clean, but I'll take it way down and uh, start over or something. But I, it's weird because Throw it on the side. ever since I ever since I shaved my head off for the St. Baldrick's you shaved thing, your head off, <laughs> <laughs> you shaved his hair off. Ever since I shaved my hair for the St. Baldrick's uh, thing and decided, oh, I kind of like this. I'll keep doing that. I've been in this weird cycle where you know most guys grow their beard out. You know, starting with November or whatever, and through the winter time, I usually keep it shorter during the winter and then let it grow out. Over the spring and summer. You don't want to follow with any trends,
4: yeah. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. You want to be your own bulk, That's right. Brett, what's your uh, what's your top moment here? You got close to five years. Your favorite moments uh, in the office that you can talk about, <laughs> and then uh, on the on the field or the court or or wherever it may be. Well, I mean, in the office has to be.
0: Many, many things that have gone down in this podcast room, you know, (laughs) that have never made the air right for for the people, including today, who have never been in the Record Eagle office or seen what this looks like. Basically, what is this like a 12 by seven?
1: It's a sauna room, wood
0: paneled, uh, wood paneled room. You know, jerseys on the walls with one door and then one sort of big window that looks out into the newsroom, but. I don't know if it's actually soundproof on the outside it's probably not we just behave as if it is Yeah. So there's probably numerous coworkers out there who like when we're in here scratching their heads like
4: what are these Man, guys going I got to listen to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah it just it's been uh, an extremely extremely fun time in here just sort of Going wherever the conversation takes us and then worrying about the consequences of it after the fact.
4: Yeah, we've uh, only gotten yelled at one. I have only. I was yelled at I've one time. I've never gotten yelled at. was yelled at one time for a content decision that I made uh, that just so happened to be the episode, I don't know why, but that the potential advertiser decided to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, just, I, I had just made some comments about, uh, you know, what happens as you get older. We can stop there. You can go back and still listen to it if you want. Hey, somehow it stayed in there. (laughs) As
0: far as the boss knows, it's gone. Um, But Powdered Sugar Donuts, definitely, if you want a specific memory, that one, I mean, just, I don't know how many retakes we had to
4: do and how hard we all laughed in here. That was just me and you. No. That was me and you during and after dark. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was I think football
2: I feel like I was there in spirit cuz I so much. You were You were talked yeah. about a lot. I know. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, mean, I just I've heard it so much that I've, I just it's one of those things where you kind of actually remember it like you kind of were there when you weren't. Uh,
0: as far as games or contests, I mean it's it's pretty hard to uh, you know, top the state championship game runs uh, that Buckley made and then that Buckley and Glen Lake simultaneously made uh, to the state finals. I mean, I think I can speak for all of us. Well, maybe not Harrison because he hates to drive. but Or Jake because he covered, like, one of those teams. Well, yeah, but he would like to go to Breslin if he gets a chance. Hey, now that I got yeah, podcasts, you know. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, uh, go
3: to Breslin any chance, you know chance I get. He's that's al- that's
0: always something that we look forward to getting the opportunity to do if, if somebody is fortunate enough and plays well enough to make it that far. And, uh, you know, to have a couple of small communities make that simultaneously and uh, put forth the kind of shows that they did to get down there, um, that definitely ranks uh, right near the top.
3: Great. Now get the f out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So if you
1: had a way to define your legacy at the Traverse City Record Eagle Sports
0: Department, how would you want it to be remembered?
1: With this song.
0: (laughs) This is, you know, if I was playing baseball right now, I'd probably make this my walk-up music. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Welcome,
3: Brendan Queely. (laughs)
0: Lizzie Wazzle. (laughs) Anyways. I I, I guess one of the uh, best ways I, I would like to be remembered is... Just as a really good storyteller, I hope people enjoyed reading what I wrote. I hope people enjoyed sharing their stories with me, and then
4: seeing what that ended up looking like on paper. What's uh, the reaction f- from you been like to the reaction that you're getting now once you've kind of announced that you're leaving? I mean, it's it's been I I feel like I've seen overwhelmingly positive. A lot of people are really coming out of the woodwork and saying how much they've in, enjoyed what you've done over the last five years. It's got to mean something. Yeah, even the St. Right?
1: Francis kids said they're gonna miss you. <laughs> Overwhelmingly
4: positive.
2: <laughs> it kind of insinuates that there's been one or two
0: people that have been like good. <laughs> uh, no, it's. Uh, Danny Chase, get uh, him out of here. I, I was actually thinking about that before you asked me, and you know I wanted to just thank everybody who's reached out. Uh, be that in an email or social media or just on the sideline here in the last week or so, it's uh it's meant a lot to, you know, hear all the positive things that people have had to say and, uh, you know, like I've told some of them, um, you know, or if you if you read my column, the, the people here have made this a pretty special five years for me, and uh, they've been I'm I'm glad I'm boring you to death, James. You know. <laughs> He's yawning. They can't, they can't see that. Yawn. I'm looking
4: on my phone. <laughs>
0: uh, but you're gonna listen. Link. Just, just how welcoming everybody's been of my family, and you know, help my two young kids grow up to this point here uh, as native Michiganders. I think you know that that sticks with you wherever you're born for forever. So, um, you know, for my kids, Traverse City will be for forever and. Uh, you know, I, I got news for you. Vinny ain't gonna remember anything about Travis. <laughs> <City>. <laughs> yes, but he'll still always be a native Michigander. Oh, he will. He'll be on
3: his birth certificate. He was born out here. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> that's right. And uh, you know, I, I couldn't ask for more uh, from everybody that I've worked with, talked to, uh, done stories with, and uh, just you know, from the from the bottom of my heart, without being too cliche, thank you so much for uh, making the the last five years a pretty special time for me.
2: James, You said that long, awkward pause. <laughs> and I was waiting for Brendan to stick something in there. A Wicon,
4: maybe. Oh, shit. All right, side praising. Silence. For like I like setting se- that up. For like two seconds. Oh, so and wasn't then him. hit your Stevenson. This is You
0: can't place. do that. Turn around. Pick your mic up off the table and talk into the wall. Stevenson's had a good season. Uh, I've been voting on the eight-man panel for most... For fuck's sake, Brendan. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs>
4: <Jesus>. Holy <laughs> That is a moment that will live forever. Right there. A moment that will live in infamy? Yes. No, that's just like
3: the forever move with Brendan. Get your together,
0: mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: I... I Anytime Brendan needs motivation, he just goes back and listens to that clip, and
4: he goes and runs is, a marathon. It's, it's perfect for uh, <laughs> if you need a boost in, the, uh, in how you're feeling. No doubt oh. about it. <clears throat> so thanks, man. That's, I've been here for three or five years. Uh, we worked on sports for about a year and a half of that, maybe a little bit more, but I mean, you and I became fast friends really quickly. And it has been an absolute, I mean, privilege, honestly, to work with you. Not only just day to day, but sitting here in this podcast room or whether it's working on the podcast or working on your stories, uh, all that has meant an incredible uh, amount to me and uh, you're going to be really, really missed. Wow. Thank you so much. And uh, the the
0: feelings definitely mutual, all you guys. Uh, I feel like all of us hit it off pretty
3: well. My first interactions with each LOL. You. And uh, I'm coming from a guy who told me like two weeks ago, I was like, none of us liked you for the first little <laughs> while. It took a minute, man.
0: <laughs> no, no, I liked you. You were just loud. I had to get used to the volume. There's a difference. Tolerating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just want to know, after all of these years, how do you not get hungover? I don't know. Every he time I, I drink with this guy, and the next day I wake up feeling like crap. Cedar Point twenty sixteen included strawberry palooza, <laughs> and he, he wakes can't up throw, he just can't throw up a salad.
0: <laughs> you, have oh, n- never heard of anybody, who and threw I up a never salad. will again.
2: <laughs> no
0: good story ever started with a salad. Oh man, it uh, yeah, it has it has been a blast and. This has been episode 91 of the Get Around Podcast. The
1: Bredisode.
0: Thanks. Have a good one.